Today, employer health plans are focusing on self-funded, fully insured, level funded, and all of the above options. But if you can look different, cash pay opportunities, prepaid opportunities, having telehealth there where people aren't just immediately going to urgent care and emergency rooms, you will come out ahead as a company people want to work for and your staff will be better served. Our guests from MedZoom are putting everything in the hand of the member. Lee and Sally's guests are Matt Smith and Jeff Toey from MedZoom. They tell us why cookie cutter groups aren't a fit for them because they don't create enough value for their client base. They want to understand what you're trying to do, the solutions you're trying to utilize to solve, to improve that member experience and drive down that healthcare spend. Join us for this episode of the Granite List Live. A unifying experience for plan members is the only way to bring true value. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Granite List Live. We are really excited about our guest today from MedZoom. Hey, my name is Matthew Smith. I'm Enterprise Sales Executive with MedZoom. And I'm Jeff Toey, Founder CEO of MedZoom. We're going to learn about their business model and how it is revolutionizing the benefits industry and the way that, that employers are helping to better serve their employees and control costs. Before we do, this is Sally Pace. I'm joined by Lee Dill. And and as everyone knows, the Granite List Live is designed to help you learn more about healthcare innovation. So along those lines, I'm going to lob the first question to Jeff. Jeff, what is MedZoom? Well, good afternoon. Uh, thanks for your time. So MedZoom unifies the health benefits experience for folks that are on group plans. And in addition to unifying it, we, we offer improved financial experiences and different payment options. And for our clients, which are plan administrators and providers, as well as their users, we, we offer new efficiencies in the way that they engage with their healthcare coverage and discover appropriate providers to go to at an attractive price and really handle all the integration of the different components that are currently disparate too often for uh, mostly self-insured groups. That's our focus audience. So that's a lot. You all do a whole lot. Um, paint, paint a picture of what that looks like for me as the employee. How am I accessing all of this incredible stuff? Sure. So MedZoom is a white label platform. The members don't don't really ever see MedZoom as a brand. We offer this benefits integration platform and these different features really, really as a, an integration solution for our clients. So what members see is a branded experience and it you know, will typically be some control brand of a TPA or a, a health group, a health plan, regional health plan or MEC plan and our platform is configured exactly how each client wants, with sometimes with different features turned on and off. So our reason to exist is to create those better experiences and to help with the heavy lift of the IT integration for benefits components. And are you all, you mentioned employer health plans, but are you focusing on self-funded, fully insured, level funded, all of the above? All of the above, however, our focus is a bit more on the self-insured or level-funded group plans because they have more unique components that are brought forward by a TPA 
or by a benefits consultant that is really mixing and matching what they feel is the best of breed solutions. And those are the components that aren't previously integrated for that particular customer. So our focus is really larger group plans, primarily self-funded, some level funded. We do have an offering for the uh, fully insured folks, but our, our real focus is larger groups. You mentioned consultants and their plans. Matt, I know you spent a number of years on the brokerage side as a consultant. So I guess what I would ask you is first putting yourself in your shoes back in the old days. I'm not calling Matt old. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) Tongue in cheek, of course. How does MedZoom help a broker and ultimately an employer when it comes to controlling spend, let's say? That's a great question. And, and it's really part of walking to MedZoom because end of the day, brokers, consultants, we can do a great job of building out health plans. We can put some strategic initiatives in place. We can build the best laid plans for employer groups, but the member doesn't have access to get the best information to be a smart consumer. Those strategic plans mean nothing. And that's what MedZoom does. It unifies that member experience and allows for that consumer to have access to everything they need to have healthcare at the lowest possible spend if they choose to do it. And that's where as a consultant, you can bring real value because you can look at different cash pay opportunities, prepaid opportunities, having telehealth there where folks aren't just immediately going to an urgent care and emergency room. We're putting everything in the hand of the member in their app where they know where to go for all things healthcare. And that's what helps drive that cost burden down, which helps the consultants feel good about what they're doing and be even more strategic in their offerings year after year for their employer groups. I'm going to ask one more question, and Lee, I'll stop lobbing my questions and let you do a few too. What role do you guys and your team play in what I would call vendor selection? Are you agnostic to what vendors they bring in, or have you found that there are, I mean, mean, you all are an incredibly progressive company, so are you all providing guidance? Do you play better with others? What does that that vendor piece look like that's layered into the platform? For us, we're, we're agnostic. We trust our consultants, our strategic partners. We want to give them access to the best in breed, and by being agnostic, it lets them put their preferred vendors that they know and trust in the hands of their employees and their employer groups, which is what matters most. Now, yes, we have providers that we work well with, and that's okay. We're happy to help guide our strategic partners to help provide them with that vendor selection if need be. We also can use folks like you at the Granite List to help them make good selections as well. Yeah, we got to take care of you too. But no, it's about being agnostic and letting them have the choice and empowering that broker, that TPA, to provide the best in breed. Because they know what's best for their client. We trust them with that. We're a platform. We want to integrate and help them deliver that best in breed vendor selection and strategy because that's what's going to most value for their employees. And that driving down the employee costs is where we all win. So walk me through a little bit of how your process works. The broker brings you in, they've made their vendor selections, and they have a white label for the employer platform for the employees to use. Tell me a little bit about what promises you're making to bring those costs down. Do you have any examples of employee utilization and some success stories? So what promises do we make to our clients? Well, we promise to provide a platform which integrates the different components. When it comes to how they message their members, which is more often than not their responsibility, or you know they choose to control that, 
and how many different money-saving tactics they use. So their results vary from, you know, just being a member experience and integrates telehealth and the common coverage information and SPD documents and claims details and maybe net due payments. If there are groups that are not really taking the opportunity to message people and to make them aware of the, the money savings opportunities, which is if you go to a particular provider in your area and it's under direct contract by that group, or it's one of our partners offers a cost-effective offer in that particular area for that member. So the opportunity to save is there, but the client does play an important role in building awareness of the program. And if they do not do that, they're missing the opportunity for savings. When they do, we have demonstrated cost savings that are significant. And when I say significant, when it comes to pay at time of service, we're seeing a 40% cost savings versus postpaid claim. In those scenarios, different direct contract offers have, as you know, much better economics than some of the network or out of network, even worse, uh, rates. And those, you go up to sort of 66 or 75% cost savings as opposed to just kind of going through the wrong door. Your last question, I believe, is about engagement rates. So the C point number one, folks have a role in messaging their members and their user base related to the awareness of the solution, building awareness of what money savings capabilities they have, and know before you go type messaging. And we help with that. We give folks content associated with that, but most choose to control the messaging to their members. So the plan still has a very relevant part to play in messaging members. Increasingly, we're offering to do that for them if they fail to do it, which we see fairly often. So we'll offer to do a monthly campaign with them to remind folks, and we see measurable uplift from that. Okay, great. So is the messaging around plan design and plan experience, or do you do any targeted messaging to specific disease groups? So we are very focused on the improvement in the unified member experience and the improvement in financial outcomes. We do not, MedZoom itself, send targeted messages related to clinical journeys. This is the role of folks that are clinicians or specialists or folks that are managing those different types of disease states for folks. People can use our platform to securely reach those users, however, if they like. It's just that we're not responsible for that content. We enable the respective parties to do that. So for example, we have nurse practitioners that are messaging folks and they're sending instructions associated with care and they're helping to coordinate visits and what have you. It depends on who is sending the message. Our platform is used for it, but MedZoom itself is not in the, um, in the clinical space itself per se. And to add to that, Lee, one of the big things is knowing our integration partners. If we have integration partners, maybe an MSK, diabetes, whatever that chronic care condition is, we provide the platform for them to have an easier time to navigate and communicate with those members, which brings that value. Being the platform that unifies the experience, we want to access those relationships and give and empower those partners of ours to have that access to those members. Two biggest issues we've seen in healthcare the last decade, it's accessibility and understanding of the cost curves.
So if we can help folks have access to the right people to answer those questions and direct them to the best places from a cost and quality standpoint, then we can deliver measurable outcomes that are significantly greater than what they're getting today. But we use our strategic partners through integration to help achieve that. Why do they want to send the messages through our platform? Well, besides the fact that it's HIPAA secure and they know that they're reaching a specific member within their plan experience, the, the open rate on messages which are email versus uh, mobile direct are there's very stark differences there. So open rates on emails is less than 50% within three days for average middle-aged American folks. And on mobile, when it's a mobile alert, the statistic is somewhere less than 10 minutes and a 90% open rate. People have their phones on them always. And there's a common behavior now to continuously be checking notifications, viewing them, acting on them or dismissing them. So there's a reason that they want to contact a member through the context of their benefits, not merely to make sure that it's an authentic message, but also because there's a far higher engagement and view rate. I totally agree with you. No, that's fantastic what your platform has to offer. Now tell me how you get these employees to download the app. Is it a requirement for being on the healthcare plan or do you have, is it voluntary? Well, it's incrementally becoming a requirement if folks are going to be uh, enabled to use uh, some of the payments features that we have. Members really must be able to, to use that to access those. Let me tell you what's happening overall. So we see a trend, which is that it's really a digital first experience. The ERISA plans are looking to get rid of paper and they can create an opt-out for, for paper EOBs, paper statements, paper communications. You know, most larger self-insured groups are eligible to turn that off because it's just additional expense. And the next one is the plastic cards. So we have clients now where they're foregoing the plastic cards. People can still request a card, but the mechanism, the mechanism for them to be able to discover, interact with their plan, have their identity credentials and stuff, is the mobile or full web experience. So that that's becoming sort of the de facto way. So we're, we're getting rid of the paper and now the plastic too. Wait, so I can understand my insurance card, old fashioned insurance card, but are you all like dipping your toe in the tap to pay world as well? We are focused on digital ID cards for plan coverage information. So, you know, group and member ID are the plastic cards that I'm speaking about. We do also offer virtual payment solutions. Now, fast forward to tap to pay type use cases that you're mentioning. So we can support that. However, the support percentage of doctor's offices that use an RFID enabled close to the member device is still too low to be sort of the default way that that's done. Uh, utilization rates are coming up overall for a tap to pay type scenario, but healthcare itself is a little bit behind the curve on making it convenient for, for members to use a tap to pay what's called a merchant terminal in their locations. We offer the traditional uh, card experience for them instead, but we're there to support it should somebody want to do it. You know, they're just going to run into too many providers that the pin pad is you know, on that side of the the glass window per se. Well, and to that end, you are correct that the industry is ripe for opportunity for both improvement and innovation. So 
when you think about what you guys have been building and what MedZoom version 1.0 looked like versus today, what are some trends you're seeing with employer groups that are more prevalent today than they were in your early days? I'd say the couple of big ones, obviously using digital cards stands out. People were always afraid, why don't I have an ID card? I got to have the dental card, the vision card, and my medical card. People are starting to see that by using digital cards for that, they can improve member experience. It allows for utilization to improve. And if they can utilization, that unifying experience to improve for ID cards, claims, EOBs, then they can use it for strategic initiatives like provider search, procedure search, and using these direct contracts and partner contracts we have out there. And that's the other big piece. Two years ago, folks were afraid to do it. Now folks are embracing the reality that you can have a cash pay network. You don't have to wait for reference-based pricing. You can, but a lot of these things can be on the front end too. So utilizing direct contracts and having a version of a network that's built on direct contracts and partnership agreements, yields in cash pay pricing. At the end of the day, if you can get it cheaper, why wouldn't you? And Jeff, I don't know if you want to hit that a little bit, but where that cash pay pricing has really evolved over the last five years, because I think that's the biggest feature, not just from a medicine product perspective, but from an industry perspective as well. Yeah, way back when, you know, around when I was born and beforehand, cash and direct payment to a provider was the de facto mechanism. Subsequent to that, benefits coverage plans were popularized, you know, through employer groups. And that wasn't necessarily the problem. People didn't have to pay much besides a copay at time of visit. But now with this shifting of increased responsibility for HDHPs, those high deductible health plans leave the providers on the hook to, to simply collect far too much from members. And the default rates are very difficult for them to manage. Their revenue cycle management systems make promises about being able to make it easier to collect, but more often than not, they're, you know, they're failing to collect that. So the price concession comes from the fact, sort of a dual aspect. First, the provider has certainty that they're receiving funds paid in full at time of service. That eliminates, it just de-risks the entire transaction. So the price comes down to what they feel is a, a, a good rate plus a regional margin. And for physician's offices in particular, those rates are generally attractive. The big cost, the costly aspects of the system are, are the health systems and facilities themselves. There's another aspect of it, which is legislation. So part of the Affordable Care Act is uh, that a member, regardless of whether or not they have coverage, can present themselves as a self-pay or a payment time of service person. It is federal law that they're allowed to do that. And this is a convention that has sort of repopularized the idea of direct payments to get a cost savings out of that opportunity. So it's become popular again because, because of the proven success of cost containment. Can we shift gears a little bit and talk more about groups and going back to that you, you certainly have, have something for everyone, but what are there any trends in particular groups, either corporate culture makeup, group size, that are a great fit and that do really well with this platform? So we've quickly moved to more enterprise scale groups and TPAs that, that let's just say culturally, their reason to exist is to demonstrate cost containment for the employers that are their clients. And if they don't do that, they're not creating enough value. So our platform 
allows them to implement a solution that has all these different components integrated, put their own brand on it, and deploy and support their members, and to be able to do steerage and other cost containment tactics at scale. So culturally, we're very focused on enterprise, and it's about them being able to demonstrate measurable results to the group in engagement, uh, discovery for services, and cost containment. And it's there, so we're happy to say we do that. So beforehand, it was um, smaller and mid-sized groups. We're, we're pleased to say, although there are a lot of work, we have, um, we have enterprise-scale clients now as well. I think the other piece of that culture is partners that are strategic. We don't, the cookie cutter groups, they don't really fit as well because they're not providing that value to their client base. If they're not looking at different things like pharmacy carve-outs, strategies revolving around steerage and really improving that experience from a cost perspective as well, they tend to not have the same value proposition that we can give them. So for us, we're looking for those partners who are actually thinking outside the box. They're trying to lower the healthcare spend and shift that cost curve that we've seen increase the last 20 years on its backside and go a different direction. Those are the cultural fits for us that really drive the future of our platform and will help us continue to evolve and help deliver lower cost outcomes for our members. As an outsider looking in, I can also see what you're offering being a great way to dip your toe into the realization that there is something much better out there than the plan in a box. You know, I, I like examples. That's what really resonates with me. So can you all think about a client that either came in not really knowing what to expect and you all really did help reshift the way that they are delivering and implementing health plan design for their employees or any kind of success story? Yeah, I'll take that. Oddly enough, I'm out of town now for an event for a partnership of ours, and they're the perfect example for this. It's a group that they were looking for a way to have a unified experience to improve their entire block of business. At the end of the day, they wanted to create a way that all of their members, regardless of the type of plan they were on, had access to all the correct partners to help drive that member experience in one place where everyone understood it, had a way to strategically deliver those results. And for them, they've spent about six months evaluating that decision, going through it, and now at the point, not only they want to do it, but they want to roll it out to the entire book of business and start delivering to their partners as well, because they believe that this shift from being just a platform that gives you access to being a platform that unifies it and then allows you to deliver greater measurable results is the wave of the future. So they've become a great resource for us and a connector for additional partnerships because they understand where that member experience can deliver strategic opportunities to drive down the healthcare spend. So if I'm a broker out there wanting to be strategic in a wave of the future to bring all these great plan designs into one platform and utilize MedZoom, how would I go about that and get in touch with you guys? Yeah, the easy way you can connect with me on LinkedIn or via email, I will happy to share that with you guys, but just reach out, connect, let's have a conversation. We can take 15, 20 minutes, get to understand what you're trying to do, the solutions you're trying to utilize to solve, to improve that member experience and drive down that healthcare spend. And we can walk you through how we can partner with that. It's a very consultative approach and conversation. We're trying to understand how your business works and help you deliver a better opportunity for your employer groups and those members. Awesome. Jeff, do you um, want to share your contact information as well? 
Sure. Well, I'm simply Jeff at MedZoom.com, but uh, the catch-all is, is that if somebody wants to capture one of our sales folks, it's uh, sales at MedZoom.com. That's M-E-D-X-O-O-M.com. And you can find us on the web too, of course. So before we wrap up and share our question that we like to ask all of our wonderful participants of the podcast, do you, is there anything else that you want to share that we, that we haven't talked about yet? I mean, the hottest things that we're working on right now are the payments features and really creating a configurable provider and price search experience for groups where they have direct contracts sometimes themselves, but they're, you know, they need to be, they need to be viewable in the context of, of the other providers in the, in the, their narrow network or their traditional network. So that unique configuration is in strong demand, particularly for the larger groups where their employers and or the administrator has uh, preferred pricing arrangements. Our platform is an elegant solution for them to be able to load, manage that, and for members to find stuff. So for example, if I need an MRI, I can log into your platform and find the best place and the best quality for price in my area. Yes, and if you cannot find one, you know, you want it really close by, for example, and uh, there wasn't a, you know, a direct contract provider for it, we tell you what a, a target reasonable price is for that. And that is also configurable by our clients as well, what they consider a reasonable price. So just so you know internally, if anybody asks questions about us, we'll kind of give you a little more insight there. So last year was a beta year for a smaller group to use the payment at time of service. And now they're issuing them every day. And 100% of the time they're accepted and 100% of the time they've been able to secure a price that's better than if it were a postpaid claim. So it's not a question of whether or not it works. Now it's a question of how quickly is this going to scale. And we have a mid-sized payer um, in the Northeast of the US. Their main challenge is, it's just too much friction because they're, they're a smaller payer and it's sort of too much out of network use cases. Well, the payment, the, the payment of time of service is fixing that perfectly well so they have tens of thousands of people and they're 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 now utilizing that feature and uh finding success with it fantastic well we certainly um i'll let sally do the wrap up but i will ask you guys tell us your favorite industry book what what is on your bookshelf that you always reach for or any other um, good read that you would like to share with our audience it's probably a trite answer but it's um it's David Chase's CEO's guide. Why? I think it just, it is, a, it really is a playbook and a real serious piece of work that's created um, a movement for po folks to take control of their group plan management and cost containment. And, you know, if folks haven't read it, they just should simply read the Allegheny County, Pennsylvania school board study related to the pre and post scenarios and what they achieved. This, this just wasn't a paradigm beforehand. People were asleep at the wheel and the, the, um, you know, the cost spreads behind the scenes were not really addressed too much. And then for, you know, about a decade there, those, um, those cost overruns in healthcare and healthcare cost increases 
sort of outpacing wage increases for 10 plus years really put a focus lens on it. So he should be commended as some somebody who brought clarity to the whole topic and said, yes, we can do this. You know, if I have to go industry wise, I would say never pay the first bill. Although I think the, the more I've read, I've been like third or fourth time now to go through it. Um, I think why wait for the bill? Um, I think that's where MedZoom helps change that. But I think just getting people to even think about the fact that just because you get a bill that says you pay something does not mean you have to pay it. Understand what you're paying for. Understand why you were charged it. And don't be afraid to negotiate and have a conversation. Now, again, partner with MedZoom, don't wait for the bill. Um, let's get it on the front end. But I think it's a great book that anyone in our industry, obviously David's book's phenomenal and everyone should read it. And I think Marshall's in the same vein. Awesome. Well, that, yes, those are two great reads that are on the bookshelves at our offices for sure. With that, I want to thank you guys for, first of all, foremost, doing what you do every day at MedZoom. You are certainly revolutionaries and, um, and leading the way in your space. And we're really proud to have you on the Granite List and equally proud to have you on this episode of the Granite List Live. So thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to helping make some meaningful connections for those of you on the broker and employer side that, that need this service. Thanks, Sally and Lee. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Sally and Lee. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Granite List Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live. Thank you.